Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Today on the show, we have Jared Kinua. His company is called Direct Mind. He's had it for three years. Thanks for being on the show today, Jared. Thanks for having me. So, Jared, is AI going to replace us all? I think so, because I know a lot of guys right now are bootstrapping cell phones, and maybe you have an iPad, maybe you have a Mac. But AI is pretty much going to do what people kind of struggle with overnight and all these repetitive tasks like copywriting, ad design, whether or not you make billboards, catchy. And in my side of the business, I'm also looking at the paperwork side of things as a market researcher. If I can get data without having to scrub all these sites, I can just tell a AI software tool robot to just pull this data for me between this year and this year i literally can go to sleep and let it work for me on my behalf so it's coming it's going to be a big issue for sales guys because if you can automate your sales you can automate your ads yeah it's true a lot of a lot of things i know i know you said you do design and i was looking at the new microsoft design software you literally can tell it what you want and it'll come up with the graphic animation and that's like we're getting to that point where the road meets the rubber vice versa but for my side of things just dealing with the people aspect we don't have to do as much repetition whether you're doing like a website and you want to learn how much hot spots you have or where people like to click on your website we have Hotjar or all these other apps that will literally give you this feedback. And a lot of people are assuming AI is going to take over. It's AI plus somebody that needs that utility. Like if you don't have that need for it in your business, you're not going to see the real benefits of the chat GPT. You're just going to assume like you can only be the person and it even did what a medical test, a bar test, a few other tests, and passed on the first try. So it's like that data is important to synthesizing where we're going with a lot of marketing and design. And imagine this, right? Let's say you have a new client and you already know their likes and dislikes without going through a feeling out process. Like you can just say, take this test or whatever. Or I want to see your phone data for the last two years and I can pull all the info about what you like, what you don't like, what colors you want and speed up my process. If I can do that and you can do that, I think that's really the million dollar edge, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of people need to start getting their backup plans in place. And we were just talking about it earlier, the copywriters, be ready to jump into another career. Yeah, because think about it. How many times do you have a really high conversion on ads and copywriting or even cold calls with a nice script. If you're sitting there spending hours and hours, whether you're studying the psychology, the mechanics of it, or even just what the other person's gonna say so you can respond in there. If an AI model can spit out a thousand different answers, it's kind of like having a Doctor Strange predict all the different alternative universes or outcomes before you even need to do that. It's got to that point where even in my business, 
something that's gonna take an hour or two, whether it's me writing a project, something that I know is gonna be a lot of data, I'll just tell AI how I want it to prompt me. Whether it's coming up with proposals for a medical company, like, hey, I might be the expert, but there's 10 other people. What if I can add copywriting to your business? What if I can give you fresh content every month or on schedule? And it's just spitting out content ideas. And I think we're going to get to the point where it has to be very specific to what we need. And, and my niche with the market research, there's a lot of people that want to do business plans and start a business but they get stuck in the minute details of the business instead of actually understanding what systems are gonna help. Not just like, hey, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use Google Workspace or something like, I mean like, how does the money come into that business? Where do you generate revenue? What ROIs are you looking at? Where do you fit compared to 30 other people in your industry? And a lot of times that's why I think even in my business, I've been able to stay not just afloat, but by my own standards, nobody else is competing with, right? So sometimes you'll get a client that say they can't afford what you do, but then they'll go out there and struggle for hundreds and thousands of hours and dollars and waste their time when you could have saved them three months of project planning, ad design or branding or advertising dollars that could have just gone right back into their building you know that's where i see it but that's my two cents on it yeah i've always seen it as you can either adapt to the technology or it's going to replace you so the companies that best implement ChatGDP and open ai into their businesses are going to go much further than those that don't and that'll become their competitive advantage and imagine this right not to like be contrarian or like devil's advocate but i came from architecture pretty soon all these built-in information modeling systems are going to just use the ai software and not you who's spending hours and hours or years and years of studying buildings they're going to tell you exactly where to put a, a beam exactly where to put this material what type of material can you source how much does it cost how can we save our money? And that information usually takes years and licenses that now if you plug in an AI software, you can literally cut out 10 jobs. And, and I, I feel it in the coffee business I had initially started marketing, they were trying to get a great audience, great ad design, great copywriting, and they were outsourcing five or six different roles now you add an AI, chat GPT, or any other kind of software in there, they're able to create content, ideas, and drive sales all in one area without having to spend thousands and thousands of hours. It's, it's amazing to see also how quickly it's evolving, right? We've only been a few months in, and this thing is, you were saying, it's passing the bar, right? It's, it's passing medical exams. Like, what's it going to be like in another three months? Have you seen, I don't know if you watch Instagram or YouTube, but literally creators are now using other people's voices with the script they made and, and putting that content out there. And it kind of puts me in the concept, again, with market research, copyrights. 
and ownership of your intellectual property. It's your voice patented, or somebody can take what you're saying and spit it back out as their content and make money off your sound. And, and, and that's where I start to really debate with myself a little bit. I don't know if you have this debate, but imagine somebody copies your logo and just changes it slightly. That would be very sketch to me. I'd feel some kind of way. Yeah, also, I mean, fake news. It's going to be mm. a big problem. Did you see mm. the uh, the post where they made a fake video of Trump being arrested? And then, no, 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 no. A deep fake? And then it went viral, and people thought Trump was actually arrested. But it was Why? all anti-generated video content. No way. Yeah. So I didn't even hear about that. It's This is going to keep happening. Things like this are too easy to do now. It's at our fingertips. Yeah, and and let me add to that, right? I deal with a lot of crypto, right? Whether you want to do like a solidity or you want to get your project funded and you want to have like proof of work or proof of stake kind of things. In my aspect of it, there's going to be a lot of these bot accounts running up projects and putting out like you're saying fake news, but I'm also assuming like, some of my friends who programmed these bots to buy and trade, they're going to be a lot of pump and dump type of situations where all these guys are promoting a project. You think it's okay. You think it's a solid project. You don't know half of the people are already ready to sell when, when this stock hits a certain price or something. And, and I've seen a lot of that manipulation in the market and it's getting to a point where not just, how we trust each other. I know we all depend on like Bitcoin to be the the bar, but I'm assuming there's going to be hundreds of other Bitcoins. Like I, I just have to be ready for that moment that Bitcoin does crash. And, and I don't want to do this for shock value, but if it does crash, we, we have to look at other alternatives, algorithms, other basically ways that people are able to get all, all coins, alternative coins, right? And in a way scares some of us, but in the innovation side of things, I think it will help with us being like more verif verification and KYC or know your customer standards because we're getting to the point where AI is gonna take over, but we're also gonna have to have like bionic chips and things to track us and your GPS patient is actual market data. Like they'll pay you for it. But a lot of us don't know how to monetize that. I think there's that scope of things that's ready to just be right there. I don't know if it's ready for sale though, because that's like crossing the line almost. Do you know of a project that's already paying for that data? GPS location? One of them is actually Google is paying you for your data. They pay you to scan your receipts to confirm your location they it's called google rewards and there's a few other apps out there ibotta all they're doing is selling your location paying you because they're selling your location to advertisers who are bidding on how many people they can get their ads out to your number your phone your emails and it goes to the nth degree where i think it's going to start including our medical data and that's where I feel as though there's a boundary that I don't want to cross with somebody. Like, I don't want to know if somebody is prone to a certain disease or something like that. 
asthmatic or a type, but that's information. And I think Google, all, all the big guys are ready to start dishing out your data. It just has to be a point where for me, I don't know if you, but for me, it's an ethical. Well, it used to be selling your blood. Now you're going to sell your blood type. And they're even attaching like certain genetic material, like whether or not you're prone to asthma. I have no issue with guys doing the DNA test and all that, but imagine how they make money. They don't make money you buying a test. They make money selling your information. And a lot of us don't quite feel like we're ready for that. But in the terms of like design, marketing, or AI, the ethicalness of somebody knowing exactly what color to show you, exactly how you like the design, whether you like a circle or square or something else, it's really important to that some of us don't get it. Like when the Facebook ads got iPhone 14.5 or whatever came out, they basically lost a third of their business because they were targeting iPhone users, that privacy of data is being, it's, it's like really essential for a lot of these advertisers or marketers, or even just somebody starting their business. If they're going to pay you for your health data, well, then you have to make that decision. But then when your insurance premiums go up 4X because you have precursors for a disease, you're kind of yeah. screwed. I, I don't know if you noticed, but like car insurance is based on location. You can be in New York City, that car insurance is not going to be worth paying. You may as well take the bus. But that's based on the average of who. Are every, is everybody safe? Like, that data is essential. And, and a lot of us take that for granted because, yeah, we got to work, eat, sleep, and, you know. But imagine you have a smartwatch or you have one of these. I forget what company runs in a really nice program, but you have a all your data, when you go to sleep, when you go, when you wake up, how often you exercise, what are you doing at this specific time? And then you add location to that. You literally can tell somebody's life story. Well, this is why Google bought Fitbit. They want they? all of the information. No way. Yeah, they bought it. About that. They bought it years ago because I own Fitbit, the stock, and then I'm Google acquisition. I was like, hey, that's funny. But imagine that that minute data of who a person is, where they are, when they wake up. If you have that as a marketer, as a business owner, you can literally pick apart who you want to talk to, when you want to talk to, when you want to put ad on mobile, TV, billboard. And, and it's essential we understand that because we're all using some form of social media, even WhatsApp is social media now. People don't get it. WhatsApp does payment systems in America. People haven't even adopted the full level of these apps. And I sit there and I look back at when I started the Facebook business journey 11 years ago to being hacked at the beginning of this year. And I was like, all that data, no, I'm going to fight for this because I can't afford to miss data. Like your account has your friends, your connections. And I think also not to be very political, but Russia did get involved in a lot of the elections by manipulating data and people don't get it. But if you know how to target a specific group of people, when to say it, what to say, you can pretty much manipulate the choices and the leadership 
of a country. Silent. That's the power of our current technological environment. The proper ads do anything. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to be dystopian to anybody. I'm also a user of all these apps. Like, I also have to say, you know what? I know how to do all this on this app, but I'm also going to use it. And it's got to that level with dating apps. They literally know when you're asleep, when you're awake, what messages you like, what profiles, what features, what personalities. And they literally flush out what you don't like. Yeah, the technology knows everything about us. There's a couple apps out there, if anybody wants from your audience, ATM, they're paying you for your transactions, your data. M is one app. Google Rewards, Ibotta. You may as well monetize yourself. Don't be the victim saying they have all our access, all our data. They do, and literally even all our documents, whether you have ID or passport, has chips in them. So they can find you whether or not you like it. We're all businesses. We just have to understand that data we have is worth a certain amount of coin. Yeah. But are they paying? Is it is it a, any significant amount of money or are we talking like $10 a month for your data? No, it's almost 500 to $2,000 a month. Whoa, really? Why is everybody yeah. not doing this? No, I'm just saying if you know you're going to be rewarded <laughs> yeah. for subscriptions, and I'm not even adding credit card rewards. Yeah. I'm not adding any cash back. I'm just saying $500 to $2,000 that you can monetize for subscriptions you already have. You can cancel them, re-sign up as a new account, get paid, get rewarded. And a lot of us are not seeing this data, but it's literally a legit business. Imagine you can sell your Fitbit data to a company because you're a healthy guy, you eat healthy, you have a certain lifestyle, and then you're of a certain income too. Let me add income to that because they also track that. So it's not just IRS, hey, I'm going to do my taxes. Like, no, companies care where you are in that bracket, and they're literally paying somebody to run ads to a certain thing. And let me say it this way in terms of data. I'm not sure if you're familiar with influencer marketing, but when an influencer gets that reward, gift, money for a specific action they take to advertise to their audience, that's what I mean by that $500 to $2,000 extra money. You literally are selling your, your audience to them. And people don't get it because they're not thinking of all the ways the money is coming in, but... Imagine you drive in a popular route. Let's say you're in New York City to New Jersey, and that's your daily commute. You can advertise on your car, and companies will pay you thousands of dollars a year just to have a sticker or something, literally. It's and that's true. passive, like passive activities, you know. And from your side on the design, it has to be a great design. It has to be something that converts. It has to be like a QR code, not just a link or something, something people can interact with. And that is where I start to say, I I really enjoy the aspects, the depth of what we're going to have happen in the next five to 10 years. It's almost like when the first cell phones came out, like nobody's using a payphone now. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. This is the next massive technology revolution. When crypto crashed and that kind of ended, I didn't really know what was going to hit us next. 
And AI had mm. been spoken about, but we never saw a real practical, widely adapted application. Now we have that. So the speed at which things are going to move now is almost astounding. It's interesting. We're going to see what happens. As you said, the next five years. Just imagine your phone can become a miner of data and you'll be paid to send out your data, geolocation, receipts, transactions, health data. And if you resist it, fine, resist. You can turn airplane mode on all you like, but you're still buying data from a company. They're analyzing your calls, your conversations. So you may as well be a part of it. It's like, I, I'm, I'm not a guy that's going to sit there and just let somebody take my potential money and feel like a victim. Let's at least explore how far and how much I can make. And one other thing I just wanted to disclaimer, I'm not even talking about affiliate marketing. That's a whole nother revenue stream. You know, people are very successful at like that. I'm just talking our simple data, everything we're using already. And yes, there's crypto out there that matches like play to earn or something like that. And it makes more interactive about how we look at crypto. But the way they make money is they sell your data to these companies who advertise to you. And you sit there like, oh, I didn't know. But you're kind of consenting, like almost the TikTok debate we're having with a lot of, whether you're on the government side or medical or private, all these companies don't know there's a backdoor access channel to their websites, their data, their business. And if I can Google your business, I can pretty much find out how to either enhance it or take away from it. And a lot of us are scared of not knowing, like the fear of the unknown. But imagine you knew exactly who your competition was, where they were going in the next five years, and how you can either enhance it or take away from it. And, and that's where I, I sit and I look at AI from that perspective, like this is going to be a plus, not just to my business, but to the whole community that I'm part of, which is podcasting, which is video editing, which is the graphic design guys, because everybody is either adopted it or you're still trying to pay Adobe to do everything. And Adobe is not going to cut when you need thousands and thousands of graphics and automated schedule posted at a specific time with a specific audience or specific target. And that's the richness of that data. And I don't want to stress it more than that to your audience, because I know in your aspect of cosmic design, it is a lot more involved with the client, I'm sure. But on the e-commerce side, imagine you know when somebody likes to buy something, when they get paid, what sizes they wear. Yeah, it's, it's extremely rich data and relevant. Yeah, so Jared, if one of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or your company, how would they do so? Just email me at jared at directmind.com for any podcasting. But if you'd like to know more about the business, the aspect of that, just my last name, marketingagency.com, which is K-I-N-Y-U-A, marketingagency.com. Well, thank you, Jared, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm Chad Kalecki, your host with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.